Hello, hello, and welcome to Your Life Against the Grain, the show where we interview those who take risks and accomplish only what some dream. Scott and Abby here. Here we go. Hey, everybody. We are so excited to have Cody Ramirez here with us today. Cody is uh, a friend of our family, and actually, I think the story began, Cody, where our your mom and my wife were playing tennis together. Do you? Isn't that how this all started? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and thanks so much for having me, Scott. Can yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you know, one of the, my wife was, or your mom was talking to my wife, and kind of in a break in tennis, and they were talking about like you know what Cody does and some of these stories that you had done, and and my wife looked at, at your mom and said, "Man, that sounds like what my husband used to do when he was younger." And so. um she was excited to connect us and then and I was excited for us to get connected but Cody he is a young entrepreneur he's just barely turned 20 years old and uh he's just what what we call our podcast your life against the grain and so I wanted to hear him uh tell us some stories and uh get people excited about uh, their possibilities of being in the in the side hustle and I am really butchering this so I'm sorry <laughs> I don't know what else to say no, yeah, we're we're just glad to have you on the podcast, Cody, and we we want to know what has made you the creative hustler you are today, and making you want to live your life against the grain. Um, you know, from a young age, I've always just thought of doing things a little differently. You know, when I was, geez, probably ten, eleven years old, um, I kind of started my first business, um, which was at the time I did dog agility with my mini Australian shepherd. And, um, my dad had all these elk antlers and had not nowhere to put them. So, you know, I decided <laughs> I'm going to do something with these. So my first business was cutting up elk antlers for, for dog juice. Actually, I did that for several years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard a little bit from Scott that something with elk antlers and I'm like, where's this story going? I don't know what, what you've done or what <laughs> business you could create with that, but okay. I like it. Creative. So how'd you yeah. come up with that idea, Cody? I mean, what was the impetus? Um, so kind of my idea behind it, I don't know if you guys have ever been like in PetSmart or Target, they have like those, um, antlers you can get for your dogs. Mm -hmm. So there were vendors and things that would sell those at these dog shows I would go to. So, um, I started cutting up these antlers and I would sell them to vendors and we would split, uh, what they would sell them for. So that's kind of how I got that idea. And, um, then I just kind of ran with it. So, Cody, when you're 10, 11 years old talking to these adults, how did they, did they take you seriously or how does that even work? Um, you know, my parents were there and from a young age, I was always, always pretty confident. And I just said, I have the product that you guys want. What can we do to make this work? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. You know, I think at the time, she got like 40%. So, you know, I was paying her 10% more than she would have gotten from um, one of her other vendors. So that's kind of how that worked and how I started doing business with one of those vendors and selling dog <laughs> shoes. 
I'm like uh, imagining other vendors being like, what do you mean this kid's up against us? Like some competitors and they're like trying to check out the competition. <laughs> like, you kidding me? This little kid's are, like out beating our market share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my, you know, my dad had probably 10, 15 years of him collecting antlers. So, um, <laughs> had quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of inventory. So that lasted probably until I was 13, 14 years old. Wow. So you're in the garage cutting them up with a saw or how did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, I had a lot of help from my family, but my grandpa, he helped me um, cut up these antlers on a saw table and then grind down the edges. Wow. Yeah. And then we'd clean them and label them and all that kind of stuff. So beautiful. Love that story. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good kind of first first side hustle. Did you have any second hustles after that? I heard something about flipping cars. So, can you expand on that? Yeah, yeah, so ever since I was actually that's how I got my money to save up for my first car, which I bought when I was 14 before I could even drive. But um I had always had a passion for cars. Um so then I saved up and bought my first car um, and I had it for a month and I couldn't drive it yet, but I drive it around the neighborhood with my mom and stuff. And um, I decided, you know what? I want something nicer and newer. So I sold that car a month later and doubled my money on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it just kind of went from there. And now here we are 60 cars later. 60 cars. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of yeah, I've had somewhere between 50 and 60. I've kind of lost count. Man, so what are you driving now? <laughs> got a few right now. I've got a um, 2004 Mercedes G55. Um, and a G-Wagon was kind of always a dream car that I had. So I've had that for a year and a half. It's the longest I've had any car. <laughs> and then I've got a 1998 Porsche Boxster with the five-speed manual um, and a Mercedes E350. Nice. Riding in style. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh. Again, just another like stepping stone. So I think about, you know, the young man cutting up the elk horns and th that was a stepping stone to the cars, 50, 60 cars. I mean, I remember one of the stories where you would show up to buy a car, Cody, and your mom was driving because you still couldn't drive to buy. You were buying cars that you couldn't drive. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, all my learner's permit. I had my mom there. She uh, she was a real trooper. I've dragged her around almost every every part of the state, Flagstaff, Tucson, wherever. <laughs> so, and and yeah. you, you mentioned your mom, Cody. Do you think now? I know your mom used to have a, a very successful shop, a frame shop. In uh, is it? Were you guys in Wyoming? Uh, Missoula, Montana. Yeah. Montana. And uh, so do you think that a lot of your entrepreneurial just uh, energy and, and, and kind of just genes come from your mom or more from your dad or somebody else in your family? Um, yeah, I would say in big part my mom. And she's always been there to kind of support me as well in my ventures. Um, but yeah, she started her, her business right out of college um, with little to no money with her business partner and um, her business that she started is still going strong today. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so can you describe a challenge on your journey that's been super hard to overcome? We know you've been through a lot, 60 cars, 
13 years of elk antlers. Now you're a real estate agent. So tell us what, what kind of what kind of hurdles have you had to overcome? Definitely in my mind the biggest hurdle I've had to come to overcome is being a real estate agent. I think the hardest thing is is like when I did cars, you know, I was selling a product. I had something that people would come to. Uh, you know, as an agent, there's 80,000 agents in our state and we all sell the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's the struggle of, well, why are you going to choose me? There's someone who will always do it for less. Um, so you're not, you're now kind of up against 80,000 agents that all have the same product as you. So it's now, how do you stand out? Especially, you know, being at a young age, being 20. I mean, to this day, I'm still the youngest agent I've ever met. Mm-hmm. So that, that I would say is kind of the biggest obstacle is just not having a unique I mean, it is a unique product, but you're not selling a product; you're selling a service. Yeah, and mm. and uh, what have you done, I guess, to combat that? Like, if people say, "Oh, you're 20," or they they can tell you're new to the industry, uh, are there some tips or different tricks that you do to try to help you or put yourself in a different frame of mind? Yeah, I think it, it was it was great when I turned 20 because I had done my first three transactions before I had turned 20. And when I was only 19, when someone asks your age, it's kind of a a tough question to get around. (laughs) As soon as I turned 20, I started saying when people would ask, well, I'm in in my 20s or I'm in my mid-20s. I'm not lying, but it's also kind of getting around the fact that (laughs) I'm not even of legal drinking age yet. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Are you tired of being in the rat race? Are you tired of trading your time for money? Why is somebody else in control of your retirement? At Wealth Journey, we believe in challenging the status quo of the conventional way of managing money. We believe it's time for you to start winning. Your free 30-minute consultation is waiting for you today. Give me a call at 480-619-2559. That's 480-619-2559. Your success is what we do best. Now back to your life against the grain. Hey, Cody. So what are most of your peers doing right now? People that you went to high school with? Uh, They're going to college. Most of them. Mm -hmm. So you decided to skip college or how did that all work out? You know, I did. You know, I kind of decided I wanted to get a head start on my career. And the way I kind of viewed it is... I'd be getting out of college at 23, 24. And by that time, I could have a really good head start into the industry. And I'm a big believer in learning, you know, through the experiences that I've had. And just being an agent, I don't feel that I would necessarily benefit from what I would get from a traditional college degree. Did you have any um, resistance from maybe your parents or your grandparents or others? definitely uh, a different path. I mean, everyone in my immediate family has gone to college and gotten a college education. My mom, my dad, my sister. So it definitely was was different. And growing up even, it's always just kind of been that status quo of, okay, you finish high school and now it's on to college. So that was definitely an adjustment. And I think different for my parents too. But I think once I kind of hit into my mid-teens, it kind of became evident that that wasn't going to be the path for me. Yeah. So it was a slow process where they started to accept it more, you think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. 
and you know, I just, I was never the most studious. I didn't, I got through my classes and in high school and things, but I was not straight A student planning on going to school and having that. I mean, I had a set path. It wasn't a set path that included going to college. It was just different. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Thanks for sharing. And do some of your peers, are they kind of interested in what you're doing? Or I'm just curious what they would be saying. You know, they're 20. They might be at a big university. I guess with COVID, they probably weren't all together this past year anyways. But I was just curious how they maybe reacted. Oh, yeah. I mean, they all think it's great. I mean, my friends are, are very supportive. I mean, it's a very different path than they're going on, but they're very supportive and they help me anywhere they can. So uh, I'm very fortunate to have great friends that are on a different path, but very supportive in, in what I do and vice versa. I mean, I don't think there's any any wrong path. We're all just do our own thing and all of them are very unique. Mine is is pretty unique from, from most of uh, my peers and other people. Yeah. And if any haters come around, it's like, okay, I'm driving the G wagon, so back it up. You know, (laughs) like, (laughs) like for real, hold your elk, elk antlers, (laughs) like, calm down, boy, (laughs) for real, because it's in the pudding. You're proof. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Cody. So I was thinking about uh, some of the things that we've talked about because you know we've had you know coffee a couple times and sat down. What uh, what are some of the habits that really, you know, kind of mark the difference between maybe what your peers are doing or, you know, your peers at high school, but maybe even your peers in the real estate industry. Are there certain things that you are doing that uh, have been giving you success? Yeah, of course. Well, I think the biggest adjustment for me that I don't see a lot of my peers doing, and again, you know, everyone has a different path, but for me, it was having a set schedule, coming into the office every day from, you know, 7.30 to 5 at a minimum. And if I'm not out showing property, which is the ultimate goal, I want to be out as much as I can. I sit down here at the office and I work and I work on growing my business. So that was, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. uh, It's a bit of an adjustment, you know, when you don't have anything to do is what I found was the hardest part about coming into the office because, you know, as a new agent, you get all these things done, but then you're here, there's no one telling you what to do. And it's okay, now what? What do I do? So have there been some books that have also helped you on this path? Um, You know, there has been a few, actually, most of them have been recommendations from Scott. Um, I really liked uh, Never Split the Difference. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, Sorry. Continue. I love that book. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great book. You know, what I do is I put it on my car's Bluetooth. And I listen to it when I'm even driving around the valley and things. So it's just a, a great book. And I think there's a lot of uh, good information in there. For sure. <laughs> and any others? Or is that like the main one that sticks out? You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I think there's a lot of great information there. And um, has the same uh, mentality or mindset as your guys' podcast here, actually. Mm. So um, that that's a great read. So I've read that one a couple of times. Nice. Yeah, it's funny that you did bring up Never Split the Difference because I remember like a month ago, I don't know if I emailed or I texted Scott. I forget. I don't think I did. But I was like, Scott would love this book. <laughs> and it's funny that you you <laughs> actually got recommended that uh, that book from Scott. So yeah, that book is golden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's so many good good tips in there, especially, you know, how I interact with my clients. Um, 
you know, I believe questions are so much more effective than statements or telling somebody something. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think there's a lot of that in that book. So I think there's there's a lot of a lot of good things you can implement even to how you interact with clients to friends and just learning to to listen basically, which kind of a tough thing as an agent because there's so much you want to say, but there's a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I uh, totally agree with the book recommendation, and it was just a different way to look at it. Um, I remember something about keep it in your pocket. In other words, keep your mouth shut, listen more. Um, just so many mm-hmm. things in there. But it's so hard to do, don't you guys think? Because you want to list the benefits and you want to show your knowledge and you want to kind of dazzle. And yet it really doesn't allow the person to explain what they're really looking for, which is at the heart of the issue. Whatever that we are helping people find is really really what's most important. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like with you, mm-hmm. Cody, they don't care if you're like the have the awards with, you know, your realty executives company. It's like, they want to know if you can sell their home for top dollar in a short period of time. It's like, they just want to hear what you can give them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, typically I've found even just engaging people with questions, they will give you the answers to everything you want to know. Just by asking them, you know, even simple questions like where are they from, that, that conversation will lead to why they're here today. And you, you learn a lot of other information, you know, along the way to that. Oh, yeah. Or assuming with a question like, oh, you're, you're moving um, in the fall time for your school, back to school, or they want to correct you if, it, if you're wrong in that assumption. So it, it, it just works out cool how those questions can always lead to those answers you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when I started as an agent, I would walk in somewhere and I would just start telling people about all the information about the community and the house and this, that and the other. And when you do that, I mean, I didn't even know if that was information that they wanted to know. And go on and on and on like that, you lose people's interest. <laughs> and they just shut down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you want to avoid. Well, I think what what's so cool, Cody, is that you're learning things at such an, an early age that are absolutely true, particularly in the sales area. What you're saying is is stuff that I've read in other books too. What a great lesson to learn so quickly. Just that, you know, I'm just excited for you. I know that sounds a little weird, but I can see the path. And one of the things I wanted to ask is why, why did you choose real estate? Why, why to become an agent? Because uh, I know some of your goals, but I'm not sure exactly why you chose that path. For me, I think choosing the path of real estate is I looked at it. It's just an industry with endless opportunity. I mean, you know, there's not very many other industries where you can go take a course for, um, two, three weeks and be able to earn almost as much as you want to earn, as much as you want to put into it. So that was kind of my drawing factor. And and that being said, talked about this with Abby, but you take this course to get your license and it's just the starting point. I came out of a real estate school not knowing anything. <laughs> I didn't know how to show a house. I mean, I didn't even know how to open up a house. So it's it's a great, great industry. Getting your license is the tip of the iceberg, though. Cody, you let my secret out. I didn't share it yet. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. You know, uh, for our listeners, yes, I just got my license and me and Cody were masterminding earlier uh, yesterday. So he was sharing his good tips before you guys heard it. 
<laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Done. I just was waiting for a drum roll to tell people. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I can't be a secret agent for forever. I mean, I just, I just actually uh, talked to the brokerage I want to go with today. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to meet with them next week and sign some papers, make it official. But uh, yeah, we'll both. Oh, congratulations! Thanks. Yeah, it's cool. I was the same way with you though. Like, why you want to do it and become a real estate agent and just like do your thing and not have a cap on your income or your abilities and just connections and grow your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations, Abby. That's a big deal. Thanks. Yeah. Congrats. But hey, this is about you, <laughs> Cody. So sorry, I'm stealing some spotlight right now. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh, no problem at all. <laughs> so... So, Cody, just so our audience knows, you're what part of Arizona are you in? Um, so, I'm based out of Scottsdale. Um, I'm in our Pinnacle Peak office, but I really work all over the valley. I've done um, everything from Buckeye to Apache Junction. So, <laughs> I uh, I cover just about just about everything. Uh, that's awesome. And so, if people wanted to get a hold of you, we'll obviously have that in the show notes. And also in the email we send out uh, announcing this episode. But if you would just uh, share with us how people can get a hold of you, get to know more about who is Cody Ramirez. Yeah, of course. Well, people can uh, connect with me over email or over phone. My my phone's always on, even if they, they just have questions about our market or anything at all. I kind of th- um, thrive on educating my clients. So, um, you know, that's my ultimate goal because I believe that Buying a home's a, a big decision, and everyone needs to be well informed. And uh, do you want to do you want to share your phone number, or just put it in the show notes? Sure. Yeah, I can. I can share my phone number. Um, it'll be four eight zero five nine nine one seven three four. Got it. Uh, be expecting the blow up soon. <laughs> good. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I know you guys have quite the following. Got to watch out. <laughs> we have persistent listeners. <laughs> so so one question i don't know uh scott wants to ask it because i know he asked it before and he came up with it which is a really cool question so you know what i'm just gonna say it who would you like to be a hero to young entrepreneurs i mean people that take the same path as me regardless of where they are and kind of what industry they're in um, and to just not be not be discouraged because of your age or you think you can't do something. If you're if you're willing to work at something long enough and hard enough, you'll you'll get where you want to go. Awesome, hey Cody, I uh, I want to thank you. I see it in you, uh, my friend. I am um, I can see that. Uh, what, I don't know if you know real estate is going to be the ultimate path, but I see all these stepping stones. I see all these risks that you're taking. Uh, doing things against the grain. And I really, I, I know that you will have success. And I'm excited that, uh, you know, that we can uh, send some people your way. And, uh, you know, we just really want you to have continued success. And we look forward to keeping in touch with you as things progress. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much, so much for having me. It's It's been great talking with you guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks for chit-chatting and look forward to seeing us on billboards together. <laughs> Gotta watch out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, keep grinding. And, uh, thanks again. All right. Thank you. 
leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. Thank you and keep living your legacy. Bye-bye.